0: (laughs) free and Welcome back to the Modern Democracy. It is so wonderful to have you here with me today. We are going to jump straight in on a topic that has been asked by me to explain hundreds and hundreds of times, is how does the government actually work in Australia? And I think it's so important to even just get the basic gist of how it operates so we can start to understand those much larger political events more generally. And I'm telling you, there are so many videos out there that do explain how government works, but... My goodness, they are so long and so in-depth and there is so much information in there that I really don't think anyone has time for that or will remember anything. So I'm going to challenge myself to keep this under 10 minutes and, you know, stay nice and concise. So I think we're going to start with some background. We're going to talk about the separation of powers and the branches of Australia's governing institutions. And we're going to also have a look at some major players in the government and what their role is too. And I think we'll focus mainly on the federal government because that's really where the fun stuff happens, I'm telling you. And I'm going to do an over view of our state and local governments and we're going to investigate how they all work together to make laws to actually run the country. Hopefully by knowing this at least when I learnt how government works in Australia you kind of were able to look back at the political situation and be like hmm I get it, you know. So hopefully this is going to be able to inform some of your voting decisions and kind of when there are news things going on about, you know, leadership spills and that kind of stuff and how, you know, just major events in the government. Hopefully you'll be able to utilize this information and kind of sit back and be like, hmm, I totally understand what's going on. This is totally going to be the boring part, but I think it's probably good that we talk about it anyway. But What even is a government? It's really just a group of people who run and manage a country. The group that runs the country will vote and pass laws to manage all the externalities that go around to do this. They go to Parliament House, they propose their laws, and other groups of people who think the country should be run differently debate these and propose some laws of their own. And this really acts on three different levels. You've got the federal that make laws for the country, the states that make laws for their states, and you've got 500 different local councils that span the nation that make local laws for their region and smaller districts. And these governments all work together and there is heaps of nuance on the powers that are exclusive to the federal government and heaps of shared powers. And the Parliament of Australia, or Parliament House as we call it, operates on the framework of a federal parliamentary constitutional monarchy. It does sound really fancy and over the top, but i just like to break it down and think of it like this. You've got federal, which means central, parliamentary, meaning democratic, lawmaking, and elected. And you've got a constitutional monarchy, which means you have a monarch or a queen that shares power with the government. And you'll often hear to it referred as a composition of the Westminster system, which is just British government procedure because, you know, we are a British colony. And then we have a bit of inspiration from the United States because we have a Senate. And the system of government, you know, it's the managers, how people run and manage the country, was denoted by the Australian Constitution. This was written in 1901. And I know that you've heard of this before. That was after the Federation of the Six States and the Three Territories. And this constitution basically just gives us this entire framework for how all of the government institutions should operate. And it gives us three branches. Or the separation of powers and these are the legislative or the lawmaking branch the executive who carry out the enforce the laws and you have the judicial branch who interpret and apply the laws and these all regulate each other as we'll see. The legislative or lawmaking branch is our commonwealth government aka Australia's very own circus in Canberra and this is the legislative or lawmaking power and it has two houses and you've probably heard of this before. These are the senate or the red room and the house of representatives or the green room and you totally remember these from that year six trip. I know you do. These both combine to make up a lawmaking assembly that is parliament and we usually just call these government because, and this is where the opinions and the interests of the people are heard and both of these bad boys share five functions number one they form some form of government something to regulate the country number two they make laws number three they provide funds needed for government number four they provide a forum for representation basically they hear the voices of the people and number five they scrutinize the actions of government they argue basically to ensure that whoever's in power is answerable to those who are under that power and they all work together to make laws that run the country first up you have the senate and this is referred to in you know very complicated language, so I'm going to try and make it really, really simple and just tell you exactly what you need to know. So first up, you have 76 senators. These are 12 elected from each of Australia's states and two for each of Australia's territories. And their terms last for about six years. And the Senate, interestingly, operates on a system of what we call proportional representation basically sounds like a big concept, but trust me, it's not because it's 12 from each state, you know, that's certainly a lot. It allows those smaller minority parties to actually have a say too. And that's why we hear about all those, you know, infamous Senate minorities like Pauline Hanson and her One Nation party and the Greens and many, many more. Because of this, we make sure that we don't have these two giant, you know, dominant parties that just control everything. And we allow those smaller groups to have a view on something too and contribute to the conversation. And it's also known as the House of Review or the Upper House because its primary role is to scrutinize and investigate all those policies and laws of government in power. You know, the Senate is powerful because it can completely reject a law, it can vote to pass it, or it can say, hey, we need these changes and amendments made. It's the most powerful because if they actually do unanimously agree, hey, we're going to pass this, it gets signed by this Governor General and then it actually becomes Australian law. And the Senate's really good because it monitors and keeps the, that group or the government in power accountable. The senators and some members from the other house do what's called committee work. They break into groups. They review laws in detail. They do inquiry sessions where they bring in all these members and experts and talk about the implications of the law and actually want to see if it's in the interest of the public. They can then produce a report that says we have to make you know this change. Let's pass it. Let's deny it. Or how about we consider something different? And there are so many brilliant senators that you've probably heard of, you know, like they're in the media all the time, like Penny Wong and Sarah hanson young And not that they're brilliant, but I'm sure you've heard of Pauline Hansen. <laughs> and those committees hold things on, you know, an array of different areas. You've got existing laws that should be changed. They're going to take old laws and be like, we should change it because times are changing too. They hold committees on stuff the government should be doing, government expenditure, is money actually being spent efficiently and they also have committees for huge areas that cover australia as well you've got public works human rights intelligence security financial services nbn defense and trade ndis you name it we have a committee for it and low-key i do think it is pretty badass they can put the entire government under examination and be like tell me this tell me that and they have to they're legally obligated to they can also if they all decide to take money away from the government and just stop any new law from passing And now we have the House of Reps. This is really where a lot of the fun stuff goes on. You'll hear about people in the House of Reps in the media all the time and this is the second part of the government's legislative branch. The house of reps is called the lower house or the greenhouse and instead of having 76 senators you have 151 representatives. These people are called members or MPs and they get re-elected every three years and instead of representing these states right they represent what we call electorates or I like to think of them as areas and these electorates range on population size. That's literally why the largest electorate of Dirac, which is, oh my goodness, 64% of Western Australia's landmass can be run by one person because it's basically just country doesn't know and lives there. While the smallest electorate of Granla is just 32 kilometres of landmass, can be also represented by one person too and he is none other than Albo. <laughs> and MPs spend about 20 weeks a year in Canberra in the House of Reps. They stay in Canberra but they travel back to their electorates to hear the concerns of the community and take them to Parliament. So wherever you are in Australia you will have a member for your federal electorate and I totally encourage you to go and have a research and actually see what they're doing for your community. And let's get straight onto this. The House of Reps has a few main functions. And once you hear these, trust me, you are going to look at Parliament and be like, I totally get this. (laughs) So number one, it makes laws. It spends most of its time, you've got proposing, debating, and passing laws. They give them up to the Senate and they make changes to existing laws. And any member in the House can actually propose a law or a bill. And they start in the Senate too, but it's, it's pretty unlikely. And this is the most important one. This is number two. The House of Representatives determines government. This is really important. So, listen up. <clears throat> Unlike America, I'll say it clearly and I'll say it once, Australia does not have a president. In Australian federal elections, you vote for the representative of your preferred Political party in your electorate. So I'm going to break that down. For example, at every election in your area, you'll have a bunch of different candidates and they represent a bunch of different parties or groups in that area. Let's say there's candidate one, two, and three, and these each represent a different political group. If I wanted to have say political party two in power, because let's say I agree with their views, then I'll vote for that candidate that's representing political party two. And whichever candidate in my area gets the most votes, so let's say most people vote for political party too, they win what we call a seat or a spot in the House of Representatives. And their job now, they become the member for Jurac or the member for GRANDLA, for example. And whichever political party across the country, so we're talking nationwide, has a majority of seats or wins the most seats, which is at least 76 out of the 151, forms the Commonwealth government. They become the government. And right now, that's the coalition or the two merged parties of the Liberals and the Nationals. And right now, that party that has the majority of members in the House, the party that is in government, decides who the leader is, and then that person becomes the Prime Minister. And the Prime Minister, or the leader of the coalition, is Scott Morrison. So in Australia, you don't actually vote for the Prime Minister. You're voting for the party that your views best align with. And because we have this party-choosing-the-leader system, it's also why we change Prime Ministers all the freaking time. We switch often because the political group with the most members in that House of Reps decide when the leader should be replaced, and they say that's often. (laughs) And whichever political party has the second highest number of seats in the House of Reps. So let's say that's political party one in this instance. They form what we call the opposition. And the leader of the second biggest party is called, namely, the leader of the opposition. And that person is currently Australian Labor Party member Anthony Albanese or Albo. So you have these two big parties that dominate this government. You have the Coalition, the Liberals and the Nationals, and you have the Australian Labor Party. You'll often have some minor parties in there, but it's very, very rare for minor parties to usually be in the House of Reps. And these two form government. And number three, it is a forum for debate. All of the fun debate goes on in the House of Reps. At 2pm, usually from Monday to Thursday, I think about 20 weeks out of a year, the House of Reps all come together to have what we call a question time, where all of the members ask questions without notice. So on the spot, you know, unplanned questions. They ask the Prime Minister and his government, and sometimes the um, Prime Minister and the government will ask questions on others, um, relating to all matters of their work. They ask about bills, conduct, issues of importance. And this, like the Senate, is actually a way of ensuring that the government or the group that's in power is actually answerable to the governed and it's just a mechanism to keep them accountable. I understand that that was a lot to take in but yeah house of reps forms government. To note, we do not vote for a prime minister, we do not vote for a prime minister, you vote for a party that your views align with and then whichever party gets the most seats in the house of reps chooses the prime minister. And now we're on to the major players of the legislative branch. You've got the ministers and you've got the shadow ministers. You'll hear about these people all the time in the media because these guys really are the major players. Ministers are just people in the House of Reps and Senators who have been given special responsibilities by their political party. They have what's called a portfolio and they just manage government departments basically. We have government departments, you know, like we have committees on just heaps of things health, environment, industrial relations, foreign affairs, finance, immigration, defense, just so many ministers. So, for each minister, their job is to run and manage these areas of importance in the country. They propose new laws, they get up in front of everyone and are like, you know what, you should vote for this because it's good for A, B, and C. And they're the people that really get asked all the questions in question time. And let's say once a law gets passed, it's their responsibility to enforce it and put it into action. And these people, if you ever look at a photo in question time, they always sit at the front of the house on the either side. So you'll often hear them referred to as the front benches. And these are the shadow ministers. The shadow ministers also, you know, they're like ministers, but they're ministers from the other party that's not in government. And shadow minister does sound like a really cool name to me. They're chosen by the leader of the opposition. So the second biggest party and their job, like what's in the name is to shadow. They scrutinize the work of individual ministers. You know, they take those policies and they point out its flaws. They put forward their views. What are their views? What are their party's views on this issue? And they explain the policies that their party has on this topic. So these people are front benches as well. Next, you have the executive, and this is so easy. I promise it's not going to take up any time. It is very, very quick. You have the governor general who's part of the executive, and the governor general is the head of state or technical leader. Because the queen is actually the leader of Australia, basically, she's supposed to be the head of the government. I don't think she really has any association with the Australian government at this point. So she appoints someone who's her representative in Australia, and this person signs or assents laws. And then once they sign it, it does become Australian law. They have an ample amount of powers, but it's very ceremonial because they can't actually do anything themselves unless it's recommended by the Prime Minister. So, let's say if there's ever a hung parliament, no one ends up having enough seats to form government. They appoint the Prime Minister. They can dismiss Prime Ministers and they can call for new elections. Governor generals are the first part of the executive. The second part, you've got the ministers. All these main ministers for the big important areas are part of the executive branch. And these people, you know, they're called the cabinet. All these ministers in the executive branch are called the cabinet. And he would have heard this pretty recently because Scott Morrison actually did a cabinet reshuffle, which means he changed around all these ministers. And this third part of the executive branch is the prime minister. The good old PM is a member of the executive branch. And the final branch denoted by the constitution, I don't really think it's part of the government, but technically it kind of is, is The federal judicator or the judicial branch and this is the high court and the federal courts where the judges are appointed by the governor general and the executive branch and these people interpret apply and challenge the validity of laws so they enforce them basically And quickly, because I promised, I'm gonna do state and local governments. I'm sure you totally recall these from year six as the three levels, blah, 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 it's not very exciting. But because we have a federal, our state governments and our local governments exist as well. We've got federal laws for the country, states make laws for the states, and local looks after local communities. These guys all work together. State governments have two houses as well. Their House of Reps is called the Legislative Assembly and their Senate is called the Legislative Council. If you live where I do near Sydney, you will probably would've walked past the New South Wales Parliament House. Queensland, the ACT and NT only have one Legislative Assembly. And these states look after stuff like schools, hospitals, transport, police, prisons, electricity and water supply, and many other things. And you have the councils or the shires, and these are our local governments. As I said earlier, there are 500 across Australia. These people have elected members and heaps of staff as well. The leader of the council is called the mayor, or the president, and these councils look after your local roads, your street signs, rubbish collection, parking, libraries, town planning, pet control, childcare services, and many more. We will often have the federal government looking after the really really big ticket stuff like health care defense and immigration foreign affairs and they look after these huge areas in the country the states kind of manage what's going on in their state and then the local governments take a bit of pressure off the states to look after your local areas so to recap we had in the federal government we had the legislative branch we've got the senate with 76 senators and the committee work and all the things that they do to run the country. We have the House of Reps, Forum for Representation, they form government. We have 151 representatives here. You have the Executive Branch with the Governor General, the Ministers and the Shadow Ministers and the Prime Minister. And you have the Judicial Branch, these are the courts that interpret and challenge and make sure the laws are valid and they put these laws into practice. And to recap, all government is lawmaking. You've got all these three levels of government that work to look after the country to ensure everything is smooth running. And for federal government, we have heaps of elected people to make laws and change laws in the House and the Senate. So now we know a little bit about how government's actually formed and we don't actually vote for the prime minister. And you've also learned a little bit about the state and the local governments. So next episode, we're gonna be having a chat with some other people and we'll be talking about the differences between the political parties what they even are, and why they're so important. And in addition, the Modern Democracy Now! has an Instagram account and an email, so if you'd like for me to talk about a specific topic or you have a question you want me to answer, feel free to find me on both. Thank you so much for spending some time with me, and I hope you have learned something. I'll see you soon. Goodbye. (laughs)